It's Thursday. You know what that means. Welcome to the show. This is Max Racing episode 302. This is your world champion. And two-time predictions champion still. The captain, two belts speaking, along with the podcast machine, Michael Larkin, and the current reigning promo champion, King Mode II. It's New Year's well, Eve. We finally say goodbye to 2020, and like that wasn't reason enough to celebrate, last week we hit you harder than a can of twisted tea. With over 15,700 views this past week for Sunday's Maxis Awards, a new record for our most views, and that's the final piece that we can finally leave behind in 2020. Shove your f- you lost sex cape without me up your interfering fucking ass. <laughs> I love it. But there's more. We're also going to reveal the results of Moses' promo title defense against the Phoenix. Oh, shit. Forgot all about it. No, I didn't. <laughs> Forgot all about it. How's the vote going? <laughs> I know. I it's easy. Kayfabe me. I was trying to kayfabe it around here. You know, I'm not sweating. And then you see the picture of, uh, uh, what is it, uh, not Key. Or Peel, he's just Jordan Peel, he's just sweating his ass off. That's me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not nervous, just buckets of sweat. Ah, <laughs> oh, Mike, how are we feeling? Ah, I'm all right, man, but I gotta say something first and foremost. Got a lot of things on my mind, and here's what pissed me off about wrestling fans. Forget about the Wednesday Night Wars and all that. A man passed away in Brody Lee, which gotta rest the soul. We'll get to the tribute show. Just appreciate the fact that we got a lot of great wrestling on Wednesday. Stabberture Wars, it's honoring a man. Oh, WWE didn't do right by him. Well, we're going to see on SmackDown some tribute stuff. Xavier Woods went online and pretty much said, watch AEW. Everybody from all over the world supporting Brody Lee. So anybody wants to complain, um, Brian Myers, about the fact that you know they didn't do right by... Uh, by him on Raw when everybody was going at it. I mean, Tom Phillips talking about the Harper Lariat, Xavier Woods. I'm talking about people like Ricochet. I'm talking about everybody that paid tribute in their own subtle ways, like Drew McIntyre and everybody did to Luke Harper, Brody Lee, whoever you wanted to find him. People identified with him. People paid tribute to him. So shut the fuck up about the fact that <laughs> WWE didn't do right by him. WWE did fine, man. We'll see it on on Friday with SmackDown. AEW did a great tribute show, so shut the fuck up about WWE didn't do enough for him. They did fine for him. We saw everything being tributed and everything going into that show and everybody paying respect to Luke Harper, Brody Lee, everyone to find the man that is you know, Brody Lee and the man that is just a great talent and thing. And the other thing I want to say is shut the fuck up, Dylan Bostic, with your hundred buckaroo ass not getting your money when it's supposed to be, you know, celebrating a man's life and you just want to go on Twitter acting like a little biatch. And also, fuck you, Bruce Mitchell, you cockroach, you son of a bitch. After 30 plus years with PW Torch, Wade Keller got rid of your fucking ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, I completely agree on the Brian Myers thing because, I mean, Brody wasn't signed to WWE in any way, shape, or form. They only do 10-bell salutes for, like, people that are under Legends contracts with him at the time. You know, he's working for AEW. Let them do the tribute. It's fine. It's no problem. Exactly. It's fine. Oh. And what a tribute it was, but which we will get to, but uh, let's... I guess we should go back to Christmas Day and recap the smack.
We kick off a Christmas night Smackdown with a steel cage match and despite cage matches being in WWE for 45 years, Michael Cole decides to explain the rules like we're all fucking four years old. Regardless, Kevin Owens is handcuffed to the cage by Jey Uso to allow Roman to walk out with his title as the production truck pipe in video game you suck chance. As Charlotte is now one half of the women's tag team champions, WWE suddenly remembered that the titles are cross-brand. <laughs> as she and Asuka appear on SmackDown to be confronted by Bailey, followed by Sasha Banks, followed by Bianca Belair, followed by Carmella. I hate pointless segments like this where everyone has one line before the inevitable tag match. Naturally, Charlotte and Asuka retain over Sasha and Bianca, following an assist from the eliminated Bailey and Carmella. After skipping a backstage segment with the Street Profits, Daniel Bryan picked up a clean win over Jey Uso before announcing his entry into the Royal Rumble. And in the main event, WWE ended on a rare feel-good moment as Big E defeated Sami Zayn in a lumberjack match to once again become Intercontinental Champion. Yeah, all right. And <clears throat> that show didn't make a fucking lick of sense. <laughs> like, like, and I'm listening I'm... to your quick, just random. I'm like, excuse me. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it, it didn't make a whole lot of sense, but geez, it was the highest rated WWE program since, I think, October last year. I mean, I'll say this. I watched SmackDown on Christmas. Hourly, I enjoyed the whole show, I'll be honest, because even though, yes, it was random with the fact that we had Sasha and Bianca Belair because, well, you know, reasons and it's ghetto fabulous vibes. And then we got friggin' Bailey and Carmella because they're friends, and Carmella's feuding with Sasha and Bailey's feuding with Bianca, so we got to tie them all in together. But the match wasn't bad. You know, the overall progression of Daniel Bryan, which we know we're going to set up him and Roman Reigns for the Universal title. If not WrestleMania. Slick back, slick back knee, Brian. Yes, like, yes, I sure right. hope so, because, like, as Daniel Bryan said, that's like the last thing he needs to achieve. Royal Rumble. Well, the other thing that I could see is because, you know, they have Seth Rollins coming back, uh, you know, next week, right? Yeah. You could do is you could you could turn Seth back into being a face, and that could be your WrestleMania match if <laughs> you don't get The Rock. And also, you could do Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns at Fastlane because it ties it back into their match from five years ago at Fastlane. Oh, are we getting Fastlane again? Yeah, Fastlane. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm I'm glad, actually, that they got rid of the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view because, I, as we said last week, I hate pay-per-views that are named after a match. Um, but I, I, Elimination Chamber matches are quite rare now. Yeah, it's... Which is how it should be. Yeah, and the thing is, yeah. too, you don't have the special feel with the gimmick matches, and that, that's what sucks about it. I think, as, as we've talked about last week, when they did the Fatal 4-Way, which was got off, it's like... The, the thing is, there's nothing sacred or special anymore. It's just like, oh, okay, we're going to see this all day, every day. You know what I'm saying? And that's, what's, that's what hurts a lot of like these big-ass matches, that really, these specialty matches. Yeah. Like, when I want... It's, yeah. it's like you get to August, and you, you know we're going to have a Hell in a Cell match in two months. Yep. And the thing with Big E and Sami Zayn, because you were talking about it, man, Intercontinental Champion for the second time in his career. Last time I think he was the champ was, what, like 2014 or something like that? I... He were, it was just after the Ziggler thing, yeah. Or during Ziggler partnership. I mean, he was doing the Ziggle Wiggle for a little month Ziggle there, you know. Wiggle. And, uh, you know, wiggle. punching AJ in the tit. Punching him in the tit. Yeah. <laughs> she took it like a champ, though. <laughs> you know what that was? That was that gives a whole new meaning to the term TP. I'm not talking mm -hmm. about toilet paper. Too. That's a titty punch. punch is what that was, man. <laughs> tit punch. Like, yeah, titty punch. Did it punch? Just wait, it'll be, be trending. 
not to be confused with the cooter punch, but the tit punch. Or the donkey Whoa. punch. Donkey, donkey punch. Yeah, let's not, let's not go into donkey punches. Donkey. <laughs> uh, okay, let's, let's uh, whiz into Monday night then. Wait, hold on a minute. Wait a minute, man. You want to just talk about donkey punch and you just want to whiz right into Monday night. Bro. What the I mean, hell are you trying to do? Let's just, you know. I just fucking well, I know what you were trying to do there, but whiz, donkey punch, titty punch, man. Oh, what innuendos and vocabulary on your behalf as a dangerous. Did, I mean, there's actually quite a lot for me to get through on Raw because obviously it's an hour longer, and man, there so much didn't. We thought SmackDown didn't make sense. You wait till we get to Monday. Taking a piss, ass. Taking a piss. <sighs> okay. I was gonna let you know right now. I saw a whopping like thirty minute highlight video of Raw. Yes, I didn't. I didn't give a shit. They filled thirty minutes. No, some some I they whoa, whoa, whoa it was that bad, eh? <laughs> I was about to say I was like these are a lot shorter than normal. Most of them were like thirty minutes, thirty minutes, thirty minutes. I normally get like a forty-five minute one, so I get a little bit in depth. But yeah, I got a thirty-minute highlight video for a three-hour show, so it, it, it sounds like it was already that bad. I'm just still amazed I could make that much content. But, you know, as we said, there was a couple of tributes, so uh, I'm going to strap up because uh, we're going in raw. As Drew McIntyre opened the show with a tribute to Brody Lee, he watched from the commentary table as Keith Lee defeated Sheamus to earn a shot at him this coming week. In a match that was guaranteed to put butts in seats, Grand Metalik pulled off an upset over The Miz. I actually wished it was Tuesday and Eric Young and Joe Dorian would just come down and wreck the match. <laughs> Dana Brooke failed to avenge Mandy Rose's injury as she tapped out to Shayna Baszler, who was also choked out, uh, choked out by Mandy. Uh, choked out Mandy after the match. Oh. As, Alexa, <laughs> as Alexa called Randy to the ring, uh, Orton decided to trash the Firefly Funhouse, pushing Alexa to seemingly challenge him to a match later on. We'll get Real to man destroying a playhouse. The fuck again? Poor playhouse always gets fucked up. Uh, the Ricochet and Retribution saga continues. Oh, this fucking. Unfortunately, as well, they repronounced his name now as Mustafa Ali. Defeats, I'm sorry, who? Defeats his would-be recruit and again invites him to join the group, only to receive a recoil. Nia Jax declares her entry for the Royal Rumble, yay. Then face Charlotte Flair, yay. The match ended in a DQ when Charlotte had a figure four locked in and Shayna Baszler attacked. The Hurt Business defeated the team of New Day and the Hardy Bros with Jeff tapping out again to the Hurt Lock. Adam Pearce returned the Money in the Bank briefcase to the Miz which resulted in Joe Mo jumping a handrail, humping a handrail, Wait, sorry. what? I didn't understand why he got it back. Because rules are rules. Ooh, I'm going to get into that in a second. And finally, Alexa dared Randy to burn her just like he did the Fiend, eventually pouring gasoline <coughs> water over herself as the lights oh, are yeah. cut. Orton extends a lit match towards the camera, and WWE shows us the middle finger by ending the show on a cliffhanger. You bastards. They're All still right. standing in a fucking ring right now, and it was obviously yeah. goddamn water, because any fucking person with a goddamn brain knows that fucking gas doesn't run that fast off of you. <laughs> it's thick way. Can I say a couple of things, please? Oh, God. Go ahead. Can God. I say please? All right. So what I liked about the whole Firefly Funhouse thing with what him destroying it, you know what's interesting you like about that? Well, okay, I'll tell you why. 
So when he kicked Huskis the pig, you know why that was also funny? <laughs> because when he originally got rid of Husky Harris during when he was feuding with the Nexus, he punted Husky Harris. So there's a little throwback to that from like 2010 when he was feuding with Wade Barrett. Remember John Cena was the ref dad? So he actually, you know, there was a little tie-in back to 2010 when he punted semantics. Husky Harris. Yeah, semantics. And I mean, there was a lot of cool stuff that really went back to, you know, their feud and really encompassed that. The cliffhanger was cool because I'll be honest with you, that's one of the best things that I like about Raw is the Randy Orton, Alexa Bliss, you know, Bray Wyatt saga. Uh, Retribution and the whole thing of Ricochet and Mustafa Ali. I'm sick of it and I want it to end. Fucking and I'll be honest squad. with you. I know, man. I mean, well, yeah, but sometimes. the new pronunciation? Mustafa Ali. Mustafa. It's Mustafa. Hey, man. All I know Can't is. Say Mustafa. <laughs> All I know is with the fact that, you know, Ricochet doesn't want to join the group. You know, I, with the habits that Ricochet has, a lot of them don't want to have their finger in their holes. I totally understand that. You know, a lot of people don't. But it's one of those things, man, where I'm just tired of seeing them wrestle each other. You know, it's going to – I don't know what the hell the payoff is. I don't know if he's going to finally join. I don't know what. Maybe he's going to get a team to go against Retribution. I don't give a rat's ass about it. And I also look at it from a stance of you have Shayna, Baszler, and them beating up, you know, Nia Jax, Mandy Rose, and then Charlotte in there. Ugh, you know what I'm saying? I'd rather see, like – something anything but Shane and Nia over and over again you know yeah and then the other stuff I will say the Hardy Bros does make me laugh because we can't call him no we can't call him Matt Riddle Jeff Matt no that's not who we're talking about we're talking about Jeff and Riddle you know what I'm saying and then you have AJ Styles putting a whooping on that boy Elias like there's there was some good stuff on there but other than that the whole raw it was kind of mad but really what captivated me and really hooked me was just the ongoing saga with Randall K Bray Wyatt and Alexa Bliss who's full of piss I the only thing the I liked about the entire show was when like AJ was in the back and fucking uh, Jackson racist or whatever tries to get in <laughs> fucking um, uh, fucking almost his face or whatever. And then they have some fucking dispute. And then at the end, fucking like AJ, like jumps like two feet in the air to give this guy a high five. And I was like, God damn, that's hilarious. Oh, yeah. I you know what it, reminded me of? it reminded me of Shawn Michaels in 2002 when he jumped up to high five Kevin Nash when he joined the NWO. <laughs> I, I completely I forgot to mention like the AJ stuff. Uh, right. I mean, that was a little funny. I, I, I just found like, it funny that doing? Um, Jack Jackson was uh, kind of backing down from Omos. <laughs> Are you kidding me? This dude looked like he was going to shit his pants. Omos just like, what'd you say about Trump? <laughs> hey, yeah, fucking ain't right. <laughs> well, what do you got against something? Well, oh, uh, 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 what? I didn't say nothing. I deactivated my Twitter, man. <laughs> well, this one over here talking about Jomo humping the friggin' railing. Okay, so technically speaking, Morrison is the one who cashed in, so Miz did cash in, so rules are rules. Adam Pierce wishes him a happy oh, holiday. Suck. And then the Miz and John Morrison start dancing like they're friggin' Corey and Sean on Boy Meets World doing the damn handshake and friggin' jumping up and down, and Miz is like friggin'. You know, pelvic thrust, woo! Like it's an episode of SpongeBob SquarePants and they're blowing bubbles. And then John Morrison's over here, you know, grinding, grind with me, like he's pretty fucking Ricky, or he's riding the pony like Genuine. And I'm like, goodness gracious, man. Oh, boy. Now, yeah. as for the Money in the Bank briefcase. So, Miz gets it back because technically John Morrison cashed it in at TLC. Yes. So, as I said, should 
that not also mean that we give Brock Lesnar his briefcase back from last week and void the title reign because Paul Heyman cashed it in? Yes. Rules are rules. Rules are rules. Unless it doesn't fit a storyline, then rules are rules. Here's my gimmick, though. Hey, well, here's my 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 little. I got my whatever. If you want to interject it, if you will. Your fucking name is on the goddamn contract. Yes. So when it's fucking cast, homie, it doesn't matter whose cash is it. You're fucking. It's Dunzo. But no. I don't know what the fuck they have planned with the Miz in this goddamn thing, but it's fucking killing me. I'm, I'm pretty sure. I don't give a shit he, about this fucking briefcase. I'm pretty sure when Joe Mohan did the briefcase over, he said Miz is cashing in, not I'm cashing in. Yeah, no, he said Miz is cashing in. The camera was right in his fucking face. Stupid. Okay, well, here's the thing. When Paul Heyman cashed in, we did get the greatness of Brock Lesnar and his boombox friggin' dancing the way he did. So we got that greatness, which is pretty Exactly, cool. so if he gets a briefcase back, we can get, you know, a Brock party again. I would like to go I'm to the Brock. all about that. I'm all about a Brock party. Ain't no party like a Brock party, because a Brock party don't stop. <laughs> And so, hey, remember, like, I think it was like a week or so ago when um, you guys asked, uh, I told you I was going to uh, ask Brian Alvarez why he doesn't like Matt Riddle. Yes, go ahead. I have the clip. I'll send it to you guys later. But <laughs> he basically just told me that, oh, well, he's just like one of the best wrestlers in the world and they're wasting him. I'm like, well, what the fuck do you want him to do? I mean, he's gaining popularity. He's supposed to get, I mean, he's supposed to get over. It's, I mean... Granted, now, if this was AEW, then fine. Like, he's just one of the best wrestlers in the world, and he can live on that. But, unfortunately, in goddamn WWE, that only works for people that have been in the business. And by the business, I mean WWE for 15 fucking years. The only those guys are considered the great wrestlers, a.k.a. Randy Orton. So, it's like, yeah, he's got to get over. He, and he is getting over. He's fucking hilarious. He's Spicoli. And then even Mike Sempervivi was like, oh, get the hell out of here. We already got that. And I'm like, well, fuck you too, man. Spicoli. Who the fuck doesn't like Spicoli? And then now it's a fucking couple druggies. Come on now. It's a, it's the stoner and the dude who likes to get hammered. Yeah, okay. It's, it's not his best gimmick, but he's getting over. It's working. Exactly. So long as people aren't rejecting it, I don't see the issue, really. Hey, man, if Brian Alvarez gives some shit, just tell him that you must be tall to ride this ride, you short little bastard. I'm a, uh, I love the guy to death, but I'm as tall as he is, so. Yes. Which is fine. Fine with me. Fine with me. Um. So any favorites from Raw for the Royal Rumble? I can't think of anybody. Oh, Other than Keith Lee, Bobby Lashley. Oh yeah, Lashley answered. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, hold on, poor Jeff, because you you also brought that up too. Poor Jeff has to keep submitting to the goddamn hurt lock every week. Yeah, and I don't see a payoff either because <laughs> Lashley's just going to keep squashing him. Poor what Jeff. if Jeff wins the uh, the fucking U.S. title? He's never won the U.S. title before, is he? Yes, he has. He beat Jinder Mahal. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that that must have been a short ring because I don't remember it. Remember they fought in Jetta? Jetta? No, because I don't oh, watch Blood Money shows. <laughs> okay, first and foremost, man, that show has a new name. You know why? Because I know what it is, and here's what it does. It pisses me off, too. You know why it pisses me off, Daz? Why? 
Because oh. I like the guy, but we have to rename the goddamn show from Blood Money to MW. What does MW stand for? Friggin' Mansoor wins. Because I gotta see Mansoor. <laughs> if fucking if this was him and Elias on a Raw or SmackDown, that dude would have got squizoshed. But every time we go to friggin' Saudi Arabia, he's got to make the speech. It feels so good to be back in Jeddah. Jeddah, giving my people hope, hope. And I'm just like, are we gonna do this every time that he yes. wrestles in yes. the damn country? Every oh, single time. Sword. You know what else oh, MW stands for? He is, he's a great wrestler, and I like Cole Quinn because I've seen him on NXT and NXT UK. He can wrestle, but the fact is, you're making me dislike him because every time we go over to goddamn Saudi Arabia. He has to make the speech, and we know he's going to win. But if this was on American soil on a Raw or SmackDown, he would have gotten the squiz ash. Yeah, that's true. Anytime he's in his fucking hometown, he'd get fucking moited. Uh, you know what else MW stands for, Mike? What? Max Wrestling. Oh, get you. Goddamn right. Goddamn right. And on that topic, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe. If you're watching on Facebook, like and share. And whatever podcast platform you may be listening to, don't forget to follow or subscribe right now and take it to the max every single week. Uh, well, there's nothing really to review from Impact this week as they did their best of 2020. Um, and there isn't much. Well, wait, you forgot something. What did I forget? This is technically some news that has to do with Impact. Kylie Ray has resurfaced. 55 buckaroonies on Cameo, Daz. Eh, I mean, she's on Cameo. It doesn't really mean she's coming back to the ring, though. I know what I'm saying. I'm glad that she resurfaced. Man. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's good to see Isn't her. Isn't that the girl that fucking again. Travis, like, hates? Yes. He only That's hates her because I... she left AEW. Well, because didn't she just, like, randomly retire and then unretire? Yeah, yeah kind, of, kind of the same way yeah. she disappeared from Impact. Yeah, she didn't show up, and she was supposed to face Deanna Perrazzo, and from what I heard, she was supposed to win the damn title. Yeah. And then she no-shows, and then she's like, okay, mental health, you're thinking mental health, personal reasons, all right, poor girl. And then here she is now resurfacing, trying to make it up to the fans, and she's charging 55 bucks for a cameo. Which isn't bad, really. It's not That's at terrible. all. Terrible. Are you kidding me? Arn used to be like 50 bucks, and now he's like 100 bucks. Well, yeah. popularity. <laughs> it's hard Anderson. I mean, well, no, I remember back though. I I seriously remember probably about like two years ago, back before AEW was like crazy, insane, popular, and Arn wasn't really the, like a part of it. You know what I mean? And he was still just you know Arn Anderson, probably in the back doing WWE shit. Mm-hmm. He was he had a cameo for like I think it was like thirty forty bucks. So I was like, oh hell yeah, I should get him to do the thing, and and then you know. Money didn't work out, and then before I know, I was like, "Bam!" It's like 150 bucks. I'm like, "God damn, fucked up! I missed that." It's uh, <laughs> 41 pounds 25 in British money. Or you That's can bad. chat for 5 pounds 24. Nah, I'd rather you just plug my stuff for me. <laughs> Appreciate you. I mean, it ain't like Roman when, when he when Roman was on cameo charging 450. Oh, I need about 450. 450. But yeah, if you see um Kylie Ray, all it says is she's still retired from the ring. Yeah. But she's making up for the cameo wise, which all right, I can respect. Fair enough. But yeah, there isn't much point predicting Genesis next week either, since all we have is Moose versus Willie Mack and in a street fight and the rest of just super X Cup tournaments. So uh the following nope. week though we will be predicting Hard to Kill, featuring the impact in ring debut of Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. Kenny Mikey! Oh no, I was thinking more when Jericho was mocking the crowd. 
Russell oh, that, Tatum. Yes, Kenny! I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My bad. My head suddenly went back in the spirit squad. <laughs> um, so instead of recapping Impact this week, which was basically a recap of the year, uh, here's another chance to see Robert Davis announced as the first recipient of the Lionheart Award last week at the Maxis. You've been through so much this year. You are the true definition of a warrior. When life knocks you down, you get right back up. You are an inspiration. Hey, Robert. I just want to send a quick message to you. Uh, let you know that I've uh, been thinking about you with everything you got going on. And you know, it's been a rough year for you. But through it all, you remain positive. You know, your spirit's never been broken. You know, that's something that I think we all can look to as an example. You know, when life throws you a curveball, remain positive. You know, that's that's really admirable. Um, I'm, I'm glad things are looking up. And, you know, you're coming back a fighter. You always are. Glad to have you as a friend. Thank you, and keep up the good fight. Hey, RWT and Max families, the two sweet click here. Just wanting to wish well to Mr. Robert Davis, one of the strongest men we know, one of the strongest fighters we know. He's a too sweet brother, and we hope you the best in this holiday season. Too sweet. Too sweet. We love you, Robert. Let me tell you a story about Robert Davis. Robert Davis is, um, he's likely having the toughest year of his entire life. Um, a year that would be <laughs> devastating for most, you know, for like a regular human being. I don't even know if Robert Davis knows that he's having a bad year. Um, Robert Davis is like a, uh, like Mike Tyson, you know, um, in the 90s, fighting in his prime. You know, people used to order a, a Tyson pay-per-view. Uh, it cost a lot of money, and they would spend money on, you know, food and snacks and alcohol. Invite their friends over thinking they were gonna have a, a party. It was gonna be this amazing fight with Tyson. It was gonna last, you know, eight rounds or 12 rounds. And uh, the interests would take place Tyson would be in the ring, his opponent would be in the ring, long introductions. And at some point, the referee would say, let's get it on. And three seconds later, Tyson's opponent was flat on his back. <laughs> and everybody, uh, you know, who showed up for the party kind of felt like, you know, wow, that was, why does the opponent bother showing up? And I know when I think about Robert Davis, that's what I think about. He's Mike Tyson, he doesn't even know it. And the people that, the things that he's knocking out, you know, all these things that keep popping up in his life, they keep trying to have a negative impact on him. And he's just beating everything within seconds of the bell ringing. Uh, the guy can't be touched. Um, but it shouldn't be lost on anybody that he, he is continuously in, you know, the fight of his life, it seems. And the reason why Robert Davis has had such a huge impact on me is because in the middle of 
all these incredible fights, all these things that have challenged Robert's mortality. He just doesn't really spend a lot of time thinking about himself. In the middle of all this that's going on in his life, uh, I get a, uh, I get a message from him one day. And, um, you know, he's asking me how I'm doing and stuff like that. And he mentions to me that he's got a, um, he's got a vigilante club, you know, slash bullet club t-shirt that he, um, I guess he ordered one and they sent two. He's got an extra one and uh, he wants to give the other one to me. And um, it kind of just kind of blew my mind, you know, in the middle of what he was going through. He was thinking about a way to make my life better and a way to uh, make my day brighter. Um, and so I went by his house and uh, he placed this shirt in my hand. I mean, pristine in the wrapper. And it blew my mind. Um, it's not that I don't know that Robert Davis is fantastic. Robert Davis has been fantastic from the first day I met him, he's been nothing but kind to me. He's had my back always. Anytime I've called him and asked him to do anything, he just immediately says yes. Um, but there will be few things in my life that will mean more to me or have as big an impact on me as Robert Davis pausing his fight for his mortality to say to me, you know, the kingpin, Hey buddy, I got something I want to give you. Um, Robert Davis deserves an award that really characterizes the strength and value, the, the perseverance and the excellence that he has shown. Nothing's ever going to stop this man. Nobody could have handled any of these situations that he's been put through as gracefully as he has handled it. He's an inspiration to me and to anybody who knows even the slightest bit about him. So that's how I feel about Robert Davis. Hello mortals. It is us, the Queen of the Darkness. We have come back to talk to you about someone very dear and close to our dark black heart. Robert Davis, the collector, the stat man, the crazy eyes, the shooter. Now mortals, this man slash demon. <laughs> he is very close to us. He has had our back many, many, many times because demons stick together. But the reason that I am here, Robert Davis, I have watched you go through every darkness this year. 2020 has put you through every pace and you have triumphed every single time, as a demon always will. But, I am proud of you. I am proud to call you my brother. 
I'm proud to call you my best friend. You have overcome so, so much. And you are amazing. You are one of the most talented demons, mortals, we've ever known. I am honoured to have you by my side as my partner in crime in darkness. The black hearts have reigned already this year and you was beside me. Even when I was in my darkest hour and was a state, you was there for me as always. My sweet brother, Robert Davis, I love you. Hell would not be the same without you, and neither would this. So, the black hearts will reign once more, whether it is I or the Robert Davis. We're coming for you, mortals. <laughs> Embrace the madness. Embrace the darkness. Everybody dies. <laughs> Through sheer bravery and courage and determination, it is a distinct honor of myself, Travis, Mike, Moses, Daniel Crimmins, everybody, to bestow the first ever Lion Hearts Award on Robert Davis. Nobody deserves it more than you, brother. Too sweet. This is the CEO of Shane Taylor Promotions and Ring of Honor superstar Shane Taylor, and you are listening to the Max Wrestling Podcast. It's time to take it to the max. This is the voice of Killer Cross, and right about now, we are about to take it to the max. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Madhouse. The next time Max Wrestling brings you a special event is January 28th as we present the 30th Max Wrestling Special Podcast Promo Rumble 6. The promo champion will choose their own challenger as we begin the road to promo mania results coming a little bit later on. The Phoenix will defend the Knowledge Championship against Alex Dorio and Ella J in a triple threat match. And the first Ooh. defense of the Max Wrestling World Championship will see me go up against the public vote chosen moneymaker Chris Durham. And the world now, we'd also like to announce the official theme song for podcast promo Rumble 6 is In the World by Alex McMillan. Go check him out now on youtube.com slash coversburn, that's B-Y-R-R-N, and also on Instagram at underscore Alex McMillan. Huge thank you to Alex and Razor Red Noise, go check it out now in, this, in the world. And before... We get into the Wednesday Night War. There wasn't a shockwave this week, uh, I'm guessing, because, you know, Christmas. Um, Christmas. But also, we didn't talk about last week's because we were doing the Undertaker special. Last week's must have been taped a while ago, because in the main event, Serena Deeb defeats Ronda Rosa to become the new Women's World Champion. Yeah, that was a while ago, Dan Yeah, so I, I thought shockwave was pretty recent, but never mind. Also, um... We had Pope become the new NWA television champion by defeating 
Uh, Ziggy. Uh, Ziggy Dice, sorry. First and foremost, that pisses me off right there. You know why? Because that motherfucker's outlandish. And that's one of my favorite dudes, but I'm going to write that. Cause, oh, outlandish. Oh. <laughs> outlandish, Ziggy Dice. Oh, I thought you were talking about Pope. No, Zicky Duck. That's what he is. He's outlandish, Zicky Duck. Andale, wait. Pope, Pope kind of kind of makes me think of this is how Rich Swan should be. Yes. Yes. Actually, now that you put it like that, it's a good... Yeah, Rich R- Swan should totally... R- just Swan's the more annoying version of Pope. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, Rich. Uh, also, Nick Aldis got his submission win over Jordan Clearwater. So that Fuck, was... how long has that guy been NWA champion? Aldis? Oh, crap. Coming up two years, must be. Gotta be. It was when he took it back off Cody, wasn't it? Yes. So, yeah, it's got to be Nobody... around two years. It reminds me of when Adam Pierce was, like, the champion for, like, forever and ever and ever. Yeah, probably around the same time, yep. <laughs> Um, he, oh, geez, let me take a look. He won it October 21st, 2018, so it's over two years. Oh, Damn. shit already. It is exactly, uh, I can find it, 800 days today. Holy nice. son of a gun. Wow, Cody held it for 50 days. I thought it was shorter than that. It felt shorter than that. Yeah, it really did. <laughs> That or maybe it was just a lot fast. I mean, it was just fast. Yeah. I think that's what it was. Because, like, we just, we seen him with it, and then all kinds of stuff happened. I think it was, like, all out happened. And then, didn't he have the belt uh, when he did uh, Wrestle Kingdom? Was that, was that a different belt? It may have been, because he won it in September, October. No, he must have just lost it. Yeah, no, that was a different belt. Probably ROH or something. Yeah, that was when he was the ROH champion. Perhaps I don't know. <laughs> Something like that. I'm watching too much New Japan right now. I'm trying to get ready for a uh, uh, another beginner's guide to Wrestle Kingdom. Holy crap! Oh. This is not. This is not. First off, this is not a regular Wrestle Kingdom card. And talk about like fucking booking on the fly. At least that's how it feels on this one. But at the, with the same at the same time, you got to look at the pandemic. You can't really have you can't really bring guys in from the U.S. So like that really puts a damper on shit because, I mean, the fucking possibilities, the 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 two night spectrum, like the ideas. Oh god, the ideas I've come up with that you could have. Like, could you guys imagine a Kenny Omega versus Jay White night one, and oh. then the winner of that takes on the the champion night two? Yeah. So then, so then you were you basically are photographed. Uh, what is it uh, foreshadowing? Yes, Kenny versus Coda. But you get to enjoy Jay White versus Kenny Omega, and they'd probably just fucking just kill it. And then you'd still get Naito and Coda. And then night two, you get the ultimate dream match. Just like, I don't know. I've I've already come up with like a completely different card if international travel was capable so that'll be a part of the whole review too now yeah. by the way you were correct yes he was holding the ring of honor championship when he was going into that wrestle kingdom you're correct world championship yeah, no. yeah man so yeah i'm looking yeah, at I'm looking for this new japan card <laughs> we have hiroshi tanahashi and the great okan oh okay. god i know right 
I'm gonna crap all over that because like I'll just I'll just make it short and sweet right now. That match is let's hope and pray Tanahashi can carry this guy because they have got nothing for him. Nothing. And so they're like, okay, cool. Here you go, Tanahashi. The the way they build it is terrible. It's terrible. Are we are do we doing predictions for Wrestle Kingdom? Because is that a part of the Wrestle is the uh, predictions title too? I mean, none of us have really been paying attention. So, <laughs> what if we just tried though? We're gonna we're gonna try. 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 We're gonna, I don't even know what the old OC. Yes, I mean, look at, at this card. I mean, we got damn title off me. No, well, <laughs> okay, first, no sabotage them. <laughs> Fucking Bray Wyatt goes on fire. <laughs> so I mean, it's one of those things where no, but no, you got the new Japan. What the hell is a new Japan Rambo? This is new. The uh, for the new Japan Trump- Rumble. This is the New Japan Rambo in here. What the fuck does that say? Rambo. Yeah, it does oh, say New sorry. Japan Rambo. <laughs> oh, God. Wikipedia Rambo. I want to go watch me some Rambo now. You bastards. Yeah, no, New Japan Rambo for the trophy. Uh, Hiromu Takahashi and Phantasmo. That's going to be good. The Dangerous Techers. Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. against the Gorillas of Destiny. Well, they can eat shit, motherfuckers. You got Kenta. <laughs> All right, see, I, that actually is going to be really oh, yeah, good. No, I, it's a Rambo. What the hell is a Rambo? I don't know. <laughs> Nothing is over. <laughs> so, um, hey, all right, whatever. It's supposed to be like this. It's okay. So, as far as I know, that's the New Japan Rumble, but whatever. And then apparently, you get the uh, a shot at the fucking King of Pro Wrestling Championship, which is, I believe, held by uh, uh, fucking uh, Yano. Yes. Of all people. Yano. Goddamn Yano. Well, the one I wouldn't sleep on is I would definitely not sleep on Kenta and Kojima. That's going to be good. It should be good. I mean, Kojima is a, is a last-minute um, throw-in. It, it was supposed to be Juice Robinson, but he got hurt. He busted a, a normal bone. So, mm-hmm. strong styles for real, man. I mean, when you also got friggin' Shingo and Jeff Cobb, I'm looking forward to that. And then you finally get the grudge match with Evil and Sonata. Cannot wait. You know my my uh, the one I've been looking forward to night one and I think like half of RWT is too is 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 Okada and Osprey, of course. And I'm like that's that's probably going to be like a five and a halfer knowing knowing um knowing Dave Meltzer. I'm 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 curious to see how much Coda and uh, and Night uh, Coda and Naito are going to just like destroy each other's necks because that's what they love to do. They just love to suplex each other and fucking pile drive each other. I'm like, dude, can you watch your goddamn neck? No, we can't. So it's like the fuck. Hey, oh, it's funny. That's with these... in between night one and two. We've got raw. Oh, yeah. lame. Oh, <laughs> That's so. Are we going for night. So are we going for Naito or or Abushi or who? Who do you think's gonna face Jay White? You know what? I I'm willing to predict night two. All right. Well, who you going? You know, everything night? falls okay. out. I dig that. Uh, well, if you had Naito or Ibushi, that's night one. Yeah, I know. But who, who do you think is going to face Jay White on night two? I say Ibushi. So I keep saying one. it's always Ibushi's year, but it's got to be Ibushi's. Okay, it's it, it, it's definitely Ibushi's year. Seeing as it's actually January fourth, should we just do night one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right then. Uh, I am completely out of the loop on New Japan. However. Ah, sabotage. <laughs> sabotage. Ibushi. 
Okay. I am also going to go with Kotobushi. Moses? Yeah, of course. Kotobushi, you kidding me? Right. Now I got to start. Yeah, By the way, who the hell is in the New Japan Royal Rumble? Um, It'll probably just be a bunch of, just like everybody, a mixture of people. I'm going to go um, with TBD. <laughs> You'll, okay, don't worry. That one's like a, a, a dark match, so I would yeah, I say okay, don't worry not... about doing a dark match. I will admit though that um, there are going to be like people from other promotions in it. So Actually, expect random dudes from maybe like DDT or uh, All Japan, maybe even Noah. I'm gonna go with Sylvester Stallone to win the Rumble. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, uh, Takahashi mm-hmm. or Phantasmo for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. Takahashi. Yeah, yeah Takahashi. for sure. Romo. Winner of the uh, Best of the Super Juniors, by the by. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, it will determine a challenger for the Junior Heavyweight Championship. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, of course, is held by Taiji Ishimori. Yes. Guy built like a Greek god. Uh, dangerous Techers, Taichi and Zack Sabre Jr. versus the Gorillas of Destiny. Come on. G.O.D. When was G.O.D. last tag team champions? It's been a while. Okay, I'm going G.O.D. <laughs> yeah, this is normally about the time they win it. They they somehow seem to just win it at, like, Wrestle Kingdom or to, like, Dominion. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, that's about it. That's when they're going to win it. I think one of my favorites that they did at Wrestle Kingdom was the one with Hoyt and um, Davey Boy, the, the, um, the Killer Elite Squad. I always enjoyed that feud. Ah, yes. That's a great one because they were always just like cussing their ass. Oh, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. Kiss my ass. Suck my dick. It's like, goddamn. Um, yep. Given how much. <laughs> and he's... then Howard May is like, I'm going to start finding you motherfuckers. <laughs> and now he's gone. So I hope that shit comes back. Uh, one thing I am familiar with is how much Kent has been goading John Moxley. So I don't see him losing his certificate to challenge for the U.S. Championship. So I'm going Kenta over Kojima. It's a same. I think these are all just going to be the same predictions. Probably. <laughs> well, the next Perhaps. one is Tanahashi and the Great Oak. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't see anybody picking. I don't know. Who do you guys think? What for Kenta? No, against this uh, Tanahashi and Great Oak. That's got to be Tanahashi. Or as we used to call him, Tanahashi. Yeah, Tanahashi. There you go. Tanahashi. Give me the Great Oak in that one. Okay. Something really? tells because okay, so. Tanahashi, so from, since you guys are out of the loop when it comes down to New Japan, Tanahashi's been dealing with injuries for, fuck, like a year plus. He's He's been wrestling with, I believe, like a torn bicep for like over a year. So th- he's got knee problems, he's got bicep problems, he's got back problems. Tanahashi's kind of only working right now because they needed to kind of regain revenue. They needed to get shit going again. And who better than, you know, Sinahashi, if you will, you know, the magical hair, as I like to call him. The guy shows up, his hair flows, he busts the air guitar, the fucking place goes bananas, even though all they could do is clap. By the way, clap extra loud. As I'm looking at these two, by the way, I did not realize that the great Okan is much younger than Tanahashi. This dude's like almost 30. Everybody's younger than Tanahashi. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, hold on, Mr. Everybody's all that. Fucking Kojima is 50. <laughs> well, how, how old yeah, Tanahashi? <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Tana, I think he's in his 40s. Oh, he's 44, okay. Oh, I hold, yeah, here's the thing. He's not that old. <laughs> My earliest memory of Tanahashi 
was that final resolution match he had with AJ Styles back in like 06. And I still love that match to this day. Ooh, that sounds like fun. Well, but here's AJ the Styles was untouchable. Well, here's the problem. That was when he was feuding with goddamn Shannon Moore when he came in over the stupid trophy, the, the friggin' plaque, and then uh, Shannon Moore was the match, and it was the dog shit because of that fucking goddamn Shannon Moore. Uh, he reached Shannon Moore. I hated him. He, <laughs> they had him come in a feud with AJ, and then he cost him the match. I'm like, this was good until you put in Shannon Moore. Damn Shannon I, Moore. I'm going to stick with Tanahashi. I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to lose just to go away. That's true. He doesn't also necessarily have to wrestle for very long. True. Also true. Um, now this one. Jeez. Osprey and Okada. Okada versus Osprey. I know. Like talk about like the um, the hard one here because like this one can honestly go either way because Osprey has been running around uh, playing heel. His uh, his is he he's married to uh, what's her face right? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, he's so she's been involved a little bit. Yeah, she's been out there getting in. Then there's uh, God, who the fuck is the goddamn manager? Some uh, old motherfucker. I can't remember his name right now. <laughs> Hold on, I'll check. And so like, so he's out there just playing like the ultimate heel. Okada's not the same Okada, which kind of like, I, I fucking hate it. But at the same time, like Okada couldn't be the Okada of old forever. He would get he would get old. So he's gotten a lot more serious. So I think this is just going to be like a fucking hell of a fucking match. Like just crazy, insane, good match. Mm-hmm. If Okada loses, he's got to lose giving like legit, like giving everything. Everything. He's got to like, he, the fucking Osprey has got to kick out of Rainmakers. He's got to kick out of, he's got to be able to fucking get out of the Cobra Claw. He's got to be able to just beat him in everything. And then they can, just, I guess, rebuild Okada at that point. We can rebuild him. I mean, I don't see the point of beating Osprey. You're just gonna kill this kid's momentum. Well, I mean, he beat Omega like twice before. Twice, Omega won the world title. Well, yeah, but he was also a world champion, and that was during like the I'm, you know, the God Okada reign, if you will. True. This is this is kind of oh. different. I think I think this is like a stepping stone to who's next in line for a world title. Maybe to a lot of people, especially in Japan, Okada is like, okay, cool, well, whatever. We'll wait for Okada to be champ again. I think people are wanting Osprey to be champ. It's you know they can't have Kenny. I don't think they really want Jay White as champion unless they want to do Jay White and Osprey or something. But I'd I would much I would much rather Osprey and Kota. Okay, I me. see. I see this old guy you're talking about. I can't find his name though. Uh, what's your prediction, Mike? Oh, for this one? So, here's the thing. Remember when Jay White beat him at uh, Wrestle Kingdom and, the, and he put over Jay White? Yeah. yeah. I see it similar to that. I'm going to say Osprey takes it. Well, that's two for Osprey, so I guess I'm going to agree with you both. Well, first of all, like, it makes no sense. Well, it makes no sense for Okada to win. I think he's just there to, you know, put Jay White over. There's, Jay White, there's been well, several Okada matches that I've watched where it's made no sense for him to win. I need one. Well, it's Okada. You know why? So true. Well, here's the thing. My mom was a big fan of Okada. You know why? As to quote my mommy, who I love dearly, you know, you don't want to you know why Okada won all that? You want to know why? To, to quote my mom? Because he's the Because he's the fucking Rainmaker. That's why. <laughs> yes, yeah, she said that. And I cracked up when she said it. 
Because he's the fucking Rainmaker. And I'm like, fucking Rainmaker, baby. I love that. Now, serious question. Why have they started doing this seemingly new tradition at Wrestle Kingdom where they have both the IC and heavyweight titles online in the same match? Okay, so... On the anyway. So what had happened was um, when the idea of the two nights came about last year, they decided it was going to be um, like a like one dude won the uh, IC title, one guy won the world title. Night two, they'd meet, and it was you know the champion. I think they called like not champions chase or whatever the that was I was the gold. <laughs> I know I was about to say, it's something like that, and um, and then they ended up combining combining the belts. They kind of felt like it was a thing. And now they kind of can't fucking separate them. Like, I don't think they're going to be able to. I think the only way they're going to be able to is, like, say... And and the only person... I, again, I, I lean towards Coda. I lean towards a babyface who's going to sit there and say, you know what, I want to be a world champion. Let everybody else, you know, get a shot at being a, a champion and he'll relinquish the IC title... You know, a fairy tale ending. Oh, he's a double champ. He's respectful. Whatever the fuck. However you want to spin it. And I think that's the only way they're going to be able to separate those things. Otherwise, you're going to be a fucking double champ forever. But the upside is, at some shows, you have two matches. Yeah. So, I mean, I hate it. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I hate it. Like, it, it, you, you legit book yourself in a fucking corner. And then when you have two nights, it's not like you can defend you know the the ic on one night while you're the fucking heavyweight champion you know lose and then turn around and go into night two like that just looks super bad yeah well i mean it's also like the equivalent of like roman reigns being universal and intercontinental champion at wrestlemania and holding it for a year and then defending both titles in the same match at the next wrestlemania thank you yeah it's it's uh, it's a pile of shit and uh and i'm hoping they're gonna fix this now now Gato, Gato does all the booking. Yeah. I think Harold may kind of like, hey, bro, you got to keep it this. Hey, bro, you got to keep it that. I think he's getting ready to say, fuck all that. You're gone now. Let's see what the new people want to do. And these are people that were around New Japan way before Harold May. So maybe we can go back to the old New Japan, the old New Japan, the way people loved it. Yeah. I It was also the double gold dash match last year. Thank you. I was like, something Dash. It's goddamn Dash. But whatever. Okay, there you go then. Uh, you've got the predictions. Um, Mike, you and I are exactly the same. So the only difference is if Tanahashi loses, Moses wins the predictions title. Whoop, whoop. And if not, then Mike, I guess you're joining me as co-champ. Hey, man, I got no problem with that. <laughs> And then that's when we we must install night two then. Tiebreaker mode. No, I'm just hey kidding. man, all I'm saying is I should be co-champion if that goddamn Randy Orton wanted to burn the team. Goddamn Randy Orton. Goddamn Randy Orton. Asshole. Asshole. The thing is, this... I wonder how you get the fiend stains out of the mat. <laughs> you know how you get the fiend stains out of the mat the same way you get the blood stains off the carpet, man. That's how you do it. Fake it, told it. Uh, no. soda or club soda. Being a smooth criminal is what you do. Smooth criminal. Criminal. The problem with night two is there's two matches where we don't know exactly who's going to be in the match. So that's true. You now we got the four way um, for the provisional KOPW 2021 trophy, and it's TBA versus TBA versus TBA versus TBA. 
<laughs> Give me some TBA. <laughs> I'm going for TBA. I want Eric. You know what's cool, though, man? I got to say, I like the fact that they're using the stardom talent again. You got Mayu Iwatani yeah. in the dark. Yes. Yeah, buddy. Two uh, great women's matches are going to be. It's like a six woman and then a tag team, I believe. Yeah. Like, those are going to be fun. Shingo Takagi and, and Jeff Cobb is, is just going to be a fucking mean guy match. Well, actually, and, uh, there's three matches where we don't know exactly who's going to be in the match because there's also uh, Taiji versus Takahashi or El Fantasmo. So I'm sure it'll be we, Taiji versus Takahashi. Two, we could only really do like two free matches. Yeah, we would have to know the results and then immediately predict the next one. Yeah, so we'll just do night one. Um, all right, NXT and AEW. Let's get into the Wednesday Night War Zone. Uh, let's kick it off with NXT because obviously um, AEW was a lot more emotional this week. Telling me, bud. Okay, uh, we kick it off with Bronson Reed getting the win over Swerve. Nice, simple Classic match. Bronson Reed. I think they knew they were going to be up against some stiff competition with the way Dynamite kicked off, so they just give us a simple match to start NXT, and yeah, Reed just squashed him. Real quick, though, Bronson Reed, do me a gigantic favor. I, I know you, you enjoy your cool little dragon dinosaur, whatever the fuck's on your fucking shoulder. Lose the goddamn jacket. You look exactly like fucking Keith Lee. <laughs> I swear to God, you were just a lighter version of Keith Lee. I'm like, oh, great. We're just fucking, this is the formula for the big guy now. Here we go. Um, now, the way arrive, but are scared by a black cat. Um, <laughs> apparently, they're up there with wheels for Gargano. Like, Everybody knows I hate wheels. All of a sudden, he's very superstitious because he's got a he's going to give Ruff a rematch. Wow. Okay. I digress. Um, now, uh, unlike our Maxis, I'm sure this is what Travis would have wanted. Shotzi won Breakout of the Year in NXT, and I cannot argue with it, even though I we yelled we at had the Pat TV. McAfee. <laughs> I was like, bullshit, and you know it. <laughs> okay, hold on. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. And I got to comment on this. So, yes, I, I I agree with Moses on Pat McAfee, but she has had a killer year in the NXT Women's Division, and I got to say it right now, if she is not NXT Women's Champion in 2021, it's a fucking crime. Yeah, I mean, aside from I agree with that. not winning the women's title, she has had the best year out of the women. And this is what pissed me off because, like I said, as someone who saw her in her brief impact run where they brought her in from that Rise seminar that they did in 2018 before she got hurt, like she had such promise and she was so good. And then obviously evolved with the fact that, again, as we've mentioned, she almost killed herself, that poor girl. But it's one of those mm-hmm. things where, like, she's good, man. She's really, really good. And she deserves it, even though, you know, selling the poo, which Moses now has knows about because hey, I told him about the Like, like we said. You know, if weirdos are willing to pay for it, she's not doing anything wrong. Really. Don't sell the poo. <laughs> Don't sell the poo. <laughs> hey, I mean, Matt fucking send his DNA into space. So, man, there was some probably some semen and shit. Oh, send the DNA to space. The DNA of TNA. Remember that, Daz? The DNA of TNA. Oh, yes. I mean, it's disgusting, but there's worse things she could be selling, so. Um, Drusilla Kelly. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> this guy's fucking killing me. 
Well, that that was all Daz's fault on that one, Mister Dirty. Whoa, fucking. what did I do? <laughs> Dirty fucking. I didn't slut. shove a tampon in nobody's mouth. Whoa, Jesus Christ! <laughs> erroneous. You know what that's like? That's like Vince Vaughn and Wedding Crashers. Erroneous. They, uh, this is egregious. Egregious. Uh, we now moved. Egregious. <laughs> Please let's move on. <laughs> yes. Um. Okay, Brizango. Since <laughs> grizzly young veterans, dude, for a fucking team that got no entrance, they ended up picking up the win. Like the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, NXT kind of mashed up two things this week with a regular episode and the end of year awards. Whereas usually just they just do the end of year awards. Yeah, it was really fucking weird. It felt kind of forced. <laughs> Like, it felt like they didn't have enough to do, so they were like, Bam, uh, here's some shit. And you're like, the fuck? It was like they really didn't have enough to do. William Regal's uh, ro- rolling off like 20 nominations. But he's like saying them so like angry. <laughs> and I'm like, god damn. And the winner is Adam Cole. I'm like, okay, well, God, well, you don't have to be mad. <laughs> Fucking relax. That's William Regal, though, for you, man. That's I... William Regal for over how many years? Bullshit. Bullshit. I need I need the fucking creepy William Regal back where he was just like that. He sounded like the weird butler in every Halloween movie. Right this way, Cameron Grimes. There's a car waiting out for you in the parking lot. I have the image. You put the image in my head. <laughs> Telling you, bro, like that would have been like hilarious. Yeah, I just uh, got visions of William Regal as a butler now. <laughs> yes. Dude. Oh, man, yes. I mean, to be honest, as far as the end of year awards go, you may as well just give them all to Undisputed Era like you do every year anyway. I was going to say, they basically did, right? Fucking yeah. tag team of the year. Uh, uh, Adam Cole won, what is it, male competitor of the year? Didn't they win another one? Uh, match of the year for Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah. Kyle, there you go. Uh, didn't he win tag team of the year as well? Yep. Right. So, yeah, they won three, was it three altogether? Yeah. Because you were talking about the tag match and then, you know, the entrance and they get the wood, right? Here's the thing. Like, I love me some Grizzly Young Veterans, and I say this every time with you guys on the show. People, if you are not watching NXT UK, what the hell are you doing? Because they were great on NXT UK, and NXT UK is the shit, isn't it? But the Grizzly Young Veterans. Yeah, shoes off. Exactly, man. And then you got James Drake over here pulling off the Ricky Starks look. And what do I mean by that? Shoes with no socks. The Don Johnson look, shoes with no socks. All I need is Elvis the alligator, and he's wrecked. And then friggin', you know, you got friggin' Zach Gibson doing his thing, man. I love that team. That is a good ass team. I mean, now it's more become the the Ricky Starks look. It is. It really has. Shoes, uh, shoes with no socks. Oh God. Cover up them ankles, man, bro. I'm going to say this, man, and I haven't said this, man. We might get a little hygienic here, but goddamn, man, he's probably got some smelly. Oh, yeah, yeah, especially in Florida. <laughs> ah, smelly-ass feet. You know what I'm saying? Hashtag smelly-ass feet. Smelly-ass Ricky Starks in his feet. Yeah, no wonder he was slipping and sliding all over the place when he almost broke Dobby's neck. Yeah, you uh, bastard. Wash, wash your goddamn feet, son of a bitch. Oh, yeah, he he, he, he would stop, but there all that sweat in your shoes and just sliding a few inches forward and he'd fucking, <laughs> no shit. Hashtag fungus. Yeah, you know <clears throat> the uh, the the old wives' tale of what a B day is actually used for. 
Yes. Well, we know what it's actually used for, but people used to say it's for washing your feet. That's what it should be used for, for Ricky Starks. Yeah. You know what Ricky Starks has got? You know what Ricky Starks has got that has not been mentioned? You know what he's got? I dread to What's think. This? He's got Fomunda cheese, man. Fomunda cheese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. I got the whole waiting scene in my head right after that. <laughs> Well, we said Brunson Reed kind of squashed Swerve at the start of the show. Then we get Mercedes uh, Mercedes Martinez murdering Valentina Flores. Fucking killed oh, the poor broad. That poor girl. That poor like, girl. Yeah. like to be no, honest, I'm I kind of watched. Would... No, go ahead. I I kind of watched most of NXT on mute last night because obviously Dynamite was a bit more important. Um, mm. but I don't know what was on at the same time as this match. But I just <laughs> looked away for like a minute and it was gone. Was I the only one that was distracted by her extra feathery hair? Yeah. No? It, just me. I was just like, okay, first off, night. for like, I was like, for a goddamn killer, like, your hair looks way too, like, done up right about now. That, maybe that's just me. Maybe that's just me. But then, like, she just fucking murders this broad, and then I was like, okay, well, you're back. Um, <laughs> I guess retribution now fulfilled. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like that. I'm like, let okay. me just. Say, let me just. I love you guys. Let me just say this. Mercedes Martinez. You broke my broke mic. <laughs> you bastard. So Mercedes Martinez, as someone who's watched her work on the indies since like, oh my God, like mid 2000s, because she's been on the indies for like over 20 years. For someone to finally get her due, I'm so happy because let's be honest, man, they did not need her in Retribution. Thank God they took her out of yeah, Retribution. Seriously. She's back on NXT being a killer. And I cannot wait to see her and Io Shirai tear it down. Yeah, boy. Uh, speaking of tearing it down, we got a, another match between Pete Dunne and Roddy Strong. <clears throat> um, oh. Dunne just gets a very decisive win by snapping the fingers and then hitting the bitter end. I want to see Finn Balor and Pete Dunne. Yep. It, it's about time, really, that Pete Dunne got some singles gold again. Oh, I wouldn't mind a Pete Dunne title reign. I mean, in my personal opinion, Karrion Cross can sit on the back burner for a little bit. Let him just go back to killing dudes again. That's, That's fine with me. That's, you're not yeah. going to hurt him that way. <clears throat> Cross has kind of become more human since he's come back. Which I'm well, not sure how I feel about. Well, <laughs> I mean... Moses, I, the best, well, you, Moses, I have to agree with you on this, and I don't mean to cut you off, but Moses made the exact same sense on here. It's because you don't rush him right back into the NXT title. You have him go against guys like Damian Priest and, you know, work his way back to it. You, he doesn't need to go right back into the swing of things, you know? Just have him kill people. Kill Damian Priest. Kill whoever, you know what I'm saying? So Moses makes a valid point. Good. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Well, on that topic, of course, the next segment was um, Finn Balor and Kyle O'Reilly reacting to the mutual win of Match of the Year. And the confrontation, of course, is interrupted by Karrion Cross and Damian Priest, who just tear each other to pieces. It was it was pretty cool, though, how Priest just kind of appeared behind Cross. Yes, that was great. It was almost like how, I don't know if we should mention it, actually, Dream appeared behind Ricochet. Creepy, but yes. <laughs> yeah, back before we oh, found oh, Dream oh, Creepy. Wait a minute, Ricochet appeared behind Alistair Black. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Ricochet Alistair was the flippy thing at the ring. Yeah. And he was just, what the fuck? He said, what oh, the wait a minute now. 
Yeah, that was pretty creepy. Must say, Ricochet way, needs to go back to even, NXT too, because hot damn. He's yeah, creepier damn. now when you look back on it. Yeah, we haven't seen Black since they fired his wife. Bastards. I keep hearing he's on his way back. Yeah, I guess they're going to repackage him again. What? Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. They didn't need to repackage him in the first place. Send him back too, please, because, like, you obviously, they don't know what the fuck to do with people. So then why waste your time burying them when you're paying them good money? Send them back to a brand that they could do something on. Yeah, it makes no sense. Vince is like, this guy's got some hype. Let's get him on Raw or SmackDown. But you're not doing the same thing that Three we did to get that later. hype. Three weeks later. Three weeks later, why is he on my television? Yeah. And and it's like, dude, you I'm... kill people's momentum. Like... I like Matt. I think Matt Riddle was legitimately the probably like the only guy that had like a real reason to just kind of walk away from NXT. Like he lost in a good in a, in a that fucking cage match thingamajig. The fight pit. It, yeah, it's crazy because Vince doesn't seem to understand why these call ups can't get over, and it's like because you're not doing the same thing that they did to get over in the first place with them. Like oh, Adam, yeah. like look at Adam Rose for example when they brought him to the roster. That shit the bed. <laughs> I didn't see that one hitting to begin with, but I understand. Also, oh, poor Adam I got something to say to you, man, because here's the thing. You were talking about the fact that Killer, Killer Cross, I'm sorry, Carrie Cross and Damian Priest were killing each other and beating each other to pieces, right? Man, I felt like going to Saliva Man and back into my system, man. I thought you were going to make them rest in pieces, man. I see you, Dazzy Dangerously. That's a great song. It is. That's a great album. One yes. of the best. Saliva was insanely good before Josie left. Oh, man, and this yeah. is around the time that Josie and Chad Kroger, you know, were trying to make a hero to save us. I'm not going to yeah. stand here. My, my pet hate is people thinking that that's a song by Nickelback. It's like, no, it's just Chad Kroger and Josie Scott. You know what the problem is, man? Those people are fucking assholes and they're idiots, man. They got to get their heads out of their asses is what they need to do. And if they don't, they can fuck off and like it. They just see Chad Kroger's face. Oh, it's Nickelback. No. Uh, <laughs> you know you know what's interesting about that one thing i'll say about chad Kroger, man because they were two versions of the carlos santana song why don't you and i man there's one with alex band of the calling yeah they had that song i'll go wherever you will go in like 2001 and then you got chad Kroger on this piece man two versions of the song and the chad Kroger version is not that no nah, but nobody's heard of it though really you know why because they think of alex band that goddamn alex band yeah. of the calling Oh, um, wherever you will go. I'm sorry, Gideon. Now, I actually enjoyed the next segment because I didn't realize actually how close Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez was, but we had this whole video package R &R. of their long history. R&R. &R. What a great name for a friggin' duo, man. R&R. Yeah, I really didn't know they went as far back as they did as, as such close friends. I always thought, you know, Rhea's closest friend was like Dakota. Yeah, nice, I, nice history lesson. Thank you, NXT. I'm okay. actually more with, invested in this storyline now. Well, the thing with Raquel Gonzalez, and I will say this, I think you guys can agree. Like, when she was in the Mae Young Classic, she was green as goose, isn't it? And yeah. then, you know, she grew. And then you put her with Dakota Kai. I mean, she's really starting to progress, and I really enjoyed this dynamic that they had. Yeah. Um, like, I mean, it's not going to be like a four-year rivalry of best friends like Shawn Michaels and Triple H, but it's got some steam. That it does. 
Uh, what the fuck? Lucha Brothers arrive on NXT to interrupt. Why? Are they on NXT? Why? <laughs> because reasons. Um, but not only did they interrupt Legado del Fantasma, they also picked up a win over him. Oh my god! Are you hating on going this? On? Are you hating on this? Because I'm not hating on this. I'm loving this. I'm... I was like, yeah, fuck yeah! Finally, bring him down here, do some goddamn shit with him. Jesus Christ! I'm not necessarily I'm not... hating on it. I'm just like, what the fuck? <laughs> I know it was really left field. Oh. Unless they're setting up um, the feud with Legado del Fantasma and they're going to set up... But which one do you think is going to challenge them? Um... As far as... From what I'm hearing, it looks like it's going to be Grand Metalik against yeah. uh, um, uh, Santos, Santos Escobar. Yes. Wait, didn't they set that up? I thought that's what it was set up. I think they did, yeah. For, uh, for what is New it? Year's... The New Year's Hell? New Year's Evil? Evil. 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 So... <laughs> Taking a fucking bad WCW name from the 2000s. <laughs> Just put a spin on it and put a little devil on our logo. Durr. Like, what the fuck are you I, doing? So, I hate you. So the fact <laughs> that we have Escobar and Metalik. Now, you see, I'm okay with that, man, because here's the thing. When Grand Metalik was in the Cruiserweight Classic and it came down to him and TJP and his video game loving ass, you know, it's one of those things where you really got to see the shine of Grand Metalik, and I look forward to seeing what he does with Santos Escobar. I can't roll my R's like that. No, me neither. <laughs> Grand Metalik is one of those guys that, like, you only you knew about him if you followed the uh, NXT and the Cruiserweight Classic. If you knew nothing about him, then you knew, again, that was you were in the dark. He was one of the biggest stars in AAA. Like, when he he when he left, he was bigger than Sin Cara. He was, he's like one of the best dudes I've ever seen using the ropes, and he shows it off. But you know, WWE doesn't let you go crazy with that shit. Hopefully, in NXT, he can go a little bit more. His rope game is fucking insane. Well, he's like, the king of the ropes, Moses. Well, duh. Yeah. I was about to say, that's why I was about just going to say that. I was like, why? That's why they call him the king of the ropes. Like he's. So I hope him and Escobar just put on a fucking banger. And I would love, I would love Grand Metal League to be Cruiserweight champion. I, I, I love Santos Escobar, like I do, but I've been a Grand Metal League fan for prior to the Cruiserweight Classic. And then I was a bigger fan during the Cruiserweight Classic because he killed it during all the matches. Yeah, Except I always for when I had to watch Coda lose. I always thought he was better on his own, but mainly I just can't stand Lucha House Party. Yeah, they're fucking annoying. <laughs> Lindsay Dorado's really good, but he's like his, he's like a boring ass character to me. And then I really can't figure out um fucking what's his face. Kalisto. What the hell are they doing with Kalisto? I don't know. Like one day he's a heel, then he's a good guy, then he's a heel, then he's a good guy, then he looks like Rey Mysterio, but he can't do the th I don't fucking know. I don't know. I it's I it's almost like they don't plan ahead on the main roster. Well, the last oh, time I... Geez, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> the last time I was really invested in Kalisto where him and Sin Cara were the tag champs at NXT, the Lucha Dragons, and then when he was the uh, Cruiserweight champion when he beat Enzo, who, by the way, I'm just going to say this right now since it ties into what we're talking about. Did you guys see Enzo Amore pretty much crying after Brody Lee died? Did you uh, I saw the thumbnail, but I will never what? click play on anything that has Enzo Amore's face on it. So he did, a, he did a tribute video to Brody Lee, and he was, like, crying through the entire thing. He was all upset. Well, as as somebody who, who wants to be sympathetic, uh, you know, we, we hurt with you 
but I planned to not ever watch anything you ever do again. Yeah, I, I know my right? sentiments. Exactly. No, I mean, yeah. Sorry, but <laughs> like I feel Tenzo. for you, but you can fuck off. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. I, I saw the, the thumbnail was him just like bawling, guys. It's just like tears galore. Mm. But I'm like, all right, I understand, but you still suck. Right. Like, don't, don't act like you didn't shit all over the business and all kinds of other stuff, and then we're supposed to turn around and feel sorry for you because you're hurting with the rest of us. Like, we get it. Hurt with us. That's fantastic. But we're not going to fucking ignore everything else. We're not that stupid. You shit? Well, some of us are, you know. I was going to say. <laughs> well, so say some people are, and we call those WWE hardcore. Yep. Yes, Bub- bubble fans. Bubble fans. Now this and the probably is from the human cesspool that is New Jersey. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Moving on. Talk about a stab, baby. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Moving on before you get Jersey on your ass. There you go. Holy shit. This probably pissed some people off. Austin Fury won Future Star of the Year. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. Look at me. This. Hold on. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> He won what? Future Star of the Year. Oh, no, the fuck he didn't. Don't lie to me. <laughs> this is a fucking joke, right? That's a joke. Uh, in the in Tell the Arwell seemed to think joke. it was a joke. That dude's been fucking wrestling since. Oh my earlier god! This, I... Earlier this year. Whatever. And he, let's face it, he hasn't exactly had a good year. Okay. But then there was also a couple of people nominated. I was like, who the fuck is that? Never heard of him. So, the, the thing, too, is, like, the first time we saw Austin Theory was when they put that Evolve special on the network, and then he starts showing up on NXT, and then he's with friggin' Andrade, and then they bring him back down to well, NXT, and the shit yeah, happened. before, shit before we found out he was a creepy little bastard. Yeah. But Why in the fuck just... would you give this bitch anything? Are you he fucking sucks. kidding me? He just sucks. Oh my god. I don't yeah, get now, this shit. I now that get this said, shit. Well, now that you said that, he's probably going to be North American champion next year. Oh, oh fucking boy. hell. No, Gargano's going to hold just, it forever. Let's yep. just fucking award racist and pedos. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even gonna fucking sugarcoat it because God damn, dude, this is fucking ridiculous. You know what that is? Stepbrothers, you had boats and hoes. On this show, we got racist and pedos. Mom's is just rewrit. Stepbrothers, man, boats and hoes, boats and hoes, racist and pedos. Is it too late to give the breakout award to Jackson Racist? I mean Riker. (laughs) Jesus, him too. Fuck for fuck's sake. I'm sorry, man. No Just wonder William Regal sounded said... pissed off when he was announcing these awards. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean he won that? And the winner is, you dirty bastard, Austin Theory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Just They're like, the way... no, sorry, Ray. Like, Will, you got to do that again. No. You know, you got to do that again. I don't want to. I'm sorry. It's the little things, guys. It's the little things. Moses, just the way that you said racist and pedos, <laughs> I'm freaking dying over here. I know I broke you again. It's great, but but like seriously though, there, who else was nominated for that one? I must have I ignored it or something. Like like <sighs> some people I'd never heard of. Uh, let me think. I'll find the nominations. But for breakouts, I mean, just like all the others, it was a long list. Future star. 
I love this goddamn show. Hold on. Fucking love it. I mean, come on. Dakota Kai won it last year. That one made sense. Well, I was going to say, I was like, that making you're talking about like sense here. She had like a pretty good year. She was getting better. Constantly in the fucking title picture. Mm-hmm. Not playing with children. There <laughs> <laughs> it goes back to it. Oh. What are we looking for? It uh... kills me because it's like this is this is the kind of shit that gets uh, rewarded. Fucking JBL. Okay. JBL bullies probably the fucking best announcer today into quitting. What is ha- what happens to him? Nothing. The guy goes on fucking vacation while JBL keeps his fucking job. You know, he got rewarded for being a fucking dick. You know, fucking this dude got caught red motherfucking handed and he's winning goddamn awards. He actually he got fucking pushed to fucking WrestleMania. Yep. And all that other bullshit. You have fucking Velveteen Dream. Same bullshit. Sending pics the whole nine. And wasn't this dude like in title pictures? Trying to be pushed as a fucking baby face? Yes. Can we stop? Like, can if there's one thing WWE needs to really, really work on, it's it's incorporate reality to your fucking stories. Now, I'm, I'm not saying go around calling this dude a fucking pedo, saying any of that shit. Don't change his name to, you know, Austin the pedo theory, whatever. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but the, my idea is, is when this guy gets suspended and you advertise that he got suspended, you need to plan up as he getting suspended. So guess what? You got knocked down the motherfucking totem pole nut. Hey, so now that you're back, I don't want to push anybody else because I like your chops. I like him 15 and younger, too. So how about you get out there because it's WrestleMania, you fucking piece of shit. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, so the Future Star NXT Awards, I can explain who these are now that I'm looking at them. Austin Theory, Jake Atlas, Leon Ruff. Oh, Casey my. Ca- Go ahead. Well, keep, keep going. How did okay, Leon so Austin Ruff Theory, win it? Jake Atlas, Leon Ruff, Casey Catanzaro, Caden Carter, Indy Hartwell, Zia Lee, a kid from NXT UK, Eva Valkyrie from NXT UK, and Pretty Deadly, the flamboyant team from NXT UK. I can see why Indy was pissed off. Are you fucking kidding me? That was who was like, in the future star. I'm event. sorry. Any one of those fucking names, and I didn't know half the motherfuckers you said <laughs> from UK are better than Austin Theory in this pick. You're trying to tell me. That the fucking geek that you guys randomly pushed to be North American champion can't win breakout star of the year because it was a fucking fluke. It was a it was as in the words of Johnny Gargano's, it was a goof. <laughs> but my whole and then Jake Atlas, Jake Atlas has been killing it. What the fuck He's you mean you got a breakout star? Like get the fuck out of here, dude. I mean, A Kid is going against Walter for the NXT UK title soon, and A Kid's been killing it over in NXT UK. Eva Valkyrie, I couldn't have her win because she's relatively new, but she's good. I would have taken Casey Catanzaro. Or I was going to say, she's been doing really good too. Indy Hart is over. Can we have a recount on the votes, please? Yeah, recount for our NXT award. <laughs> stop the count. Stop the count. Stop the count and stop the cunt. No, oh. stop it all. Yes, yeah, stop uh, it all. And then to finish the show, of course, Gargano did retain the North American title against Ruff. Yeah. Whoopee. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
before we get all emotional and go into AEW, let's. I was going to do this last, but uh, it'll be a kind of a change of mood. So let's get this done now. It's results time. That's true. Whoop, whoop. We need a better mood. Whoop, what, whoop. We need what, a better mood. what we saw last week was quite possibly the best work from Phoenix and Moses. And your votes decided the winner. So, the winner cannot be determined because the split is 50-50. We have a draw, so still, your promo champion is Moses Marquez. Congratulations. Now, I was going to ask you, if if you won, I was going to ask you who you picked to challenge you at the Rumble. But, I mean, if it's a draw, I guess we could schedule a rematch. You know what? That doesn't sound like a half bad idea to me. Huh. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I had I had some other people in mind, but now that it was... Now, granted, I, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. I didn't expect to waltz into this thing and just win it. I knew Phoenix would bring fire. I knew he was going to be the guy that's like, he's like, I'm underestimated, but watch me do some cool shit. And sure enough, watch him do some cool shit indeed. Huh. I, I also talked like about making my life hard. Played it straight this time too. Hey, yeah, a little different. The, the, the kids learning. You adapt. You adapt in big time situations. That's for sure. Oh yeah. Well, now I'm gonna ask to follow up on you, Mister Dazzy Dangerously, since you so eloquently put it. I know because we were talking, Mister Moses, because you can challenge whoever you want, and ever now that this is fifty-fifty, are you officially gonna say right here, right now, like Jesus Jones? That you're gonna have Phoenix in a rematch at Podcast Promo Rumble. Hmm. When is Podcast Promo? When is Rumble, uh, Promo Rumble anyway? It's, January twentieth. Yeah, so it's in just under a month. Hmm. Not gonna lie, I, I will. I will gladly uh, disclose who I was gonna go with next, and uh, it was. It was. I was honestly gonna pick Travis, but you know what? Another rematch. Another, yep. I was going to say another rematch, but you know what? I think this is, this is, this is my Rocky moment. So let's, I love it. Yeah. Oh yeah. I challenge I'll Phoenix. Rocky another shot. Okay. That's right. All right then. I'll, Bring your well, fucking you, A game, kid. Because you brought it last time. Let's see if you got enough in the tank to do it again. All right. When he wakes up, I will let him know. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if he'd have, if he'd won though, like he'd be sleeping right now, not knowing he's promo champion. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> the best way to learn your promo champ. Well, I also like dreams. that too. I also like that too because we would have had the roles reversed and the continuity. Because last year Travis was the champ, most was the challenger. This year, most was being the champ, Travis being the challenger. I like that. I like your style. Yeah. Gracias. I mean, it's a well, good story either way. It is. Is it a story of a lovely lady, Dazzy Dangerously? It is a story of a lovely lady. Luck me a lady tonight. Um, yeah, buddy. All right. I mean, I also, Travis is kind of focusing on the knowledge title right now. He really wants the Iron Bank to get closer to completing his Grand Slam. All right. Yeah, he's got to get past me. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing. You two are the first two in the Iron Bank right now. That's, like, that's I believe, the last thing I need for this Grand Slam completion. Very true. Yes. Besides that lovely world championship, which I don't, I don't know what all it's going to take to get to that one, but I'm, 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 I'm fine waiting on the back banners. Yes, the the world title is definitely a spanner in the works. 
Oh, sorry, Mike. Of course, of course. It also kind of gave you another one to get. Well, to be honest with you, dude, and I love you, if there's any Max Wrestling World Champion, it's you, so I'm kind of like, eh, about it. But if I get the challenge for it, I'm grateful. That's nice. You see, I'm putting you over, you <laughs> You bastards. Whew. All right, then. Uh, dynamite time. Um, we knew going into it, obviously, it was gonna they'd, they'd rewritten the show. They were gonna make it a tribute to Brody Lee. Um, obviously, to kick off the show, we had the ten bell salute, which I'm sure we expected. Um, it's not something AEW have done before, but it's a little bit different this time. But then, you know, like it wasn't emotional enough. They kicked it off with probably one of the best talkers in the game right now. John Moxley. Mm-hmm. Like. Good Lord. Ah. We we know we I, can talk, so he's the person you pick to, to start off these tributes. Damn. Um, Everybody's story, and then uh, it just kind of hit a certain way, and... And when John, now granted, now I, this is where I messed up because when John was talking, I was in the middle of like fixing stuff, so I didn't see as much of it. But I caught like the last like forty seconds, and I was like, "Dude, like you can just see in his face the emotion." And yeah. that was kind of eh, that was legitimately everybody all night long. Legi- and like, Mark is also somebody doesn't guy. like opening up. That's true. As you can tell from his, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna hammer this bottle of Jack right here. He's oh, not a he's not an emotional guy. Yeah. Also, yeah that that black and white photo of Max just sitting in his gear with a bottle of Jack and a cigarette in his hand is the absolute mood of 2020. Right. <laughs> like, fuck, can we just get over this shit? <laughs> um. Obviously, Dark Order. We were on like 80 percent of this show, if not 90. Um, so yeah. the first match, of course, was Colt Cabana, Colt Boom Boom Cabana, and the Young Bucks getting a win over Matt Hardy and Private Party, which I'm sure oh, Moses God. is happy with. <laughs> I hate Matt Hardy. <laughs> Everybody hates Matt Hardy these days. I was I watching just... this, and I'm like, every time fucking Matt did anything, and I'm like, can you hurry the fuck up? I started yelling. Uh <laughs> I think I was in the chat with with Harold and everybody, and I was like, "God damn it! If I see fucking Matt dog, Matt Hardy hot dogging it again, I'm gonna lose my shit." Yeah, and and Chad, um, who's been on the show before and has now just started his own show, Bold Predictions Wrestling Podcast. Go check it out. Brought up yeah. an interesting question as well. He's like, "Is is Matt Hardy a heel or a face?" Because nobody knows. He's, now he's, he's fucking threatening he's a him heel. With, a, with a chair, and I'm like, "He's Matt Hardy is Matt Hardy." They, that's the great best way to put it. Matt Hardy is Matt Hardy. I don't think he knows what he's doing anymore. Hell no, that, he doesn't. That feud of Sammy Guevara really fucked him up. Yep. Um, after the match, the acclaimed tried to interrupt the celebration, but got thrown back in the ring uh, by SCU, who then just, you know, two super kicks from the box. Yep. Um, thank you very much, because I'm really not a fan of the acclaimed. Okay, here's the thing. I gotta represent Long Island right here, man. Li represent. Well, you've already man. buried New Jersey. Just... Uh, hold on a minute. <laughs> you know what I'm just saying? Fuck New Jersey, right? You know what I'm saying? I mean, I got people in New Jersey, but still, y'all suck. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> Max Caster 
is a creative pro graduate trained by Kurt Hawkins, Brian Myers. So represent Long Island. The dude's got skills that kills. He can rap. He makes his own music. He can wrestle. I The only reason I like the acclaimed is because Max Caster represent the L-I-L-I. And not the E-I-E-I, where I'm from, what's popping tonight to quote Nelly Country Grammar, taking it back to the 2000. But, you know, it's one of those things where Max Caster got to represent the L-I, man. Yeah, he did his thing. Anthony Bowen's not a fan of, because and I should say not a fan of, but I'm not too familiar with Anthony Bowen's. But, you know, Max Caster all day, every way, MC. And that's the first two initials on my name. Boom, dead. All right, nice connection. <laughs> yeah, man. So, like, this, this freestyling thing's always been part of his gimmick. Yeah, man, and he can rap, you know what I'm saying? He's got the flow, don't you know? We about to grow. Gonna go listen to Cheryl Crow. The first cut is the deepest. You be the creepest. Woo! All right, fair enough. Uh, So we got into the next six-man tag, which was Lance Archer with, first of all, a very fitting tribute to the Luke Harper gimmick um, and the Dark Order against Eddie Kingston, Andy and the Blade. Um... Yeah, which member of the Dark Order was it? Was it uh, John Silver and Alex Reynolds? No, that was no. the Pangman. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I think it was just the uh, numbered ones that we don't know. Oh, the this ten, was... the the Vance guy, the Preston Vance, or whatever. No, that he was in the main. Oh my bad. Okay, yeah, it's so many two. of them. <laughs> There's so many. Yeah, I think it was just the numbered ones that we don't know. Okay. Um. Yeah, they get the victory over Kingston's team, and then Eddie Kingston just takes shots from everybody after the match, including Jake the Snake. Mm-hmm. First time I've seen Jake the Snake DDT, get physical but... in a while. Yeah, DDT would have been sweet, but uh, he probably would have hurt his back. I was going to say, I was like, I don't think he could take that bump. <laughs> yeah, it was probably a push for him to get just, you know, hit a punch. Right. Um, and then speaking of Kingston, man, his tribute was just, like, it was so Eddie Kingston. Like, he tried to oh, yeah. stay as cool as he could, but you could see it was also tearing him up. Like, there was an awkward, like, smile every time he talked about Brody. And when he, God, like, his his whole thing, and, like, I, the second he was done, I was just, like, wrestling dads, dude. Like, fucking hell. Just to hear that this dude would be like, okay, cool, we're done. I'm out of here. Like, I need to go see my kids. Like, just... That's fucking just fatherly commitment while doing what you love. Yeah. You you sacrifice your own comfort, your own, you know, whatever, to ensure you get whatever amount of time with your kids. That's, That's fucking... That's great. And that's... um. I think that's one of the things that kind of like hurts the most about this whole thing. You know, besides him being so young and all that other stuff, it's it's that he left behind kids and it's like, and then just to hear like how great of a dad this guy was. It's like, fuck, man. Got to take the good ones. Yeah. Um, so as we mentioned, it was Silver and Reynolds with Hangman that uh, took on MJF and Santana and Ortiz and Fantastic you know. match, by the way. Yeah, and it was pretty much all silver, which I loved. He Absolutely. was he was definitely yeah, the MVP of the match. Um, but what Fantastic. I also loved was they were still able to keep MJF being the ultimate heel, getting in <laughs> Brody Jr.'s face and everything. Oh, he snatched the fucking mask off of his face, and I was like, you prick, fuck, this kid pulled out a kendo stick. And, <laughs> and where MJF 
is does not get appreciated enough is he went in there and he knew his fucking rule. This kid's going to lay me out with one shot. I'm going to fucking get in there. He bends in. He takes that shot like a fucking champ and bumps hard. Yeah. I was like, dude, God, I like, love wrestling. I can only imagine a conversation between MJF and Brody Jr. after he, after MJF sent out the tweet as well, which <laughs> was I know, right? just fucked that kid. And he must have just been like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean it. I'm just being a, a prick. <laughs> Yep. Oh yeah, just constantly apologizing. <laughs> but that you... was that was great. That whole the, the the kendo shot was great. Seeing John Silver just fucking finally get um I don't want to say finally, but to really get in there and just absolutely shine. Yeah. I, like I said, personally, I love the guy. He's a fucking world champion guy in my mind. But just to see that, and then right after he gives it his all, he it's just again. It, Almost nobody could hold it, and the second he's done, he just starts bawling. Yeah, like everybody held it together as soon as the, until the bell rung to end the match. And then it was they can't. I mean, even Cody during his whole speech towards the end, it's like this. You could, if if like, dude, if like this was like a like an audio, if like if all we heard was like just the audio, we wouldn't see because every time you turn around, this his eyes would just well up. It's like fuck, dude. Yeah. So this was a hard, I mean, not hard night. How can I, this is one of those nights of wrestling where I will never forget what happened. I will never forget this day. I will never forget this episode of dynamite. Not for, not for just the great action, not just for the great tributes, not just for, but just the sheer emotion that a guy I've never met in person a guy I've seen on television, you know what I mean? Just to, just being able to get behind all of this and then just to have him just taken is just it 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 hurts. And it's like the you know, this I, I think that's what makes wrestling so awesome is cuz this is like a family thing. And then you have fucking prick fuckers but fuck them, but like the majority of people we all were hurting but enjoying the show. Yeah. Just like everybody else. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's what this is. The, this is what makes wrestling great. Like, we're all hurting for the same reason. We can all share the emotion. We all enjoyed the night. You know, hopefully we can move on. Just, this was hard. This was just, just, but also excellent at the same time. It, it was also one of those very, very, very rare nights where kayfabe just didn't matter. There was heels and faces teaming nope. up and nobody cared. Nope, not one bit, and I love that. It didn't matter because because that whole show was for Brody. And, you know, they also managed to keep storylines going as well because Anna, Jay, and Tay Conti got a win over Britt Baker and Penelope Ford. And then Continuity. they continued the feud between Rosa and Baker as Thunder Rosa just laid into her. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Way to change the mood. <laughs> Way to change the mood, yeah. Um, but like we've said many times recently, there's finally some life in AEW's women's division, and I'm really looking forward to this hey, match. That, that tag match was fucking really good. Oh, yeah, yeah. Definitely. I want to see some more tag teaming from Anna. Shit, that sounds wrong. Anna J and Take on I, It does, but I'm not wrong with you. I'm, I'm, I'm going down the same. Don't, just, don't, just don't type that into Google, whatever you do. Yeah. I have no problem with tag teaming with Anna J and Tynara Conte. No, we got some fan fiction going on right now. 
wait a minute. To quote Moses Marquez, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. <laughs> so I got to bring this up because Harold brought this up, and maybe they're just my eyes. Is Penelope Ford losing weight? Well, she's got a wedding coming up. You know, it's I. I figured that because I was like, dude, where'd the cheeks go? Like, the cheeks is yeah. kind of gone. Where'd the cheeks go? I mean, you I'm know, say. W- without sounding sexist or anything, it's the kind of thing they do to weddings coming up, slim down. No, I, and I get it. You know, you want, you got your dress, you want to make it look perfect. It's your uh-huh. day. You do you, sugar. I'm not mad at you. I just was pointing out something. Yeah. Wanted to make sure I wasn't, you know, hallucinating. It seemed, I, maybe it's a thing as well. They get like two sizes too small. So it's, you know, hey, that's okay. That's oh, right. yeah. It's because they want to eat, bro. Shit, now I'm married. <laughs> Fuck, you're screwed now, buddy. <laughs> Pizza it is. Let's go. Fucking nachos at 2 a.m. How you living? Hell yeah. Actually, it doesn't living sound like Hey, man, living life in the fast one. <laughs> um, which, of course, brings us to the main event after, you know, Jericho paid his tribute uh, with a little story. It was Orange Cassidy, Cody Rhodes, and 10 defeating Team Taz. So this was Cody Jr.'s dream match. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you'd, you'd never see Cody and Ten on the same team any other week because, of course, as they pointed out on commentary, I think it was commentary, somebody else pointed out anyway, that the Dark Order beat the shit out of the Nightmare family a few weeks ago. This is true. Uh, and of course, it was also nice for Ten to actually get the deciding fall um, oh, talk about not only that, he got a few minutes of shine in there. He got to show off he can actually do some stuff. Oh, Looked yeah, very absolutely. good. And even though it was just a spine buster, it was a hell of a spine buster. Oh, yeah. Spine of the pine. Great. And one. it was to Ricky Starks, who got a bad back anyway, thanks to <laughs> Darby Allen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, no. I, I was I was loving on this team. I'm like, he's looking Team Taz. It's such a great team. It's It's got a hoss, a machine, and a guy that hates socks. Yeah. Now, on, on the topic of continuity as well, after the match, Team Taz came back to attack the t- winning team, um, mm-hmm. and help came from Darby and Sting, who came from the same room, first of all. And, like, they're right. still and building towards... you see towards... Sting walking out of the back room like it's no big deal. Yeah. Well, I've just been having a bud in the back. Um, they're, they're still teasing this, is Sting going to get physical thing? Because, you, you know... There was a standoff between them. Like, okay, are they going to get back in the ring? The Sting's finally going to hit him with a bat or something? Like, nope. So uh, we, I don't we're know. just kind of waiting. I, yeah, I'm waiting for a bat shot. I'm waiting for a, 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 a stinger splash or something. All I, I know is, is like, I swear to God, come June or July, if this guy doesn't turn into goddamn surfer sting, I'm going to yell at somebody. <laughs> I, I do kind of like it, though, because... I think it would have been kind of cheesy if he had just come in and start dropping everybody with Scorpion Daft drops, but also the fact that they're holding off on it makes you kind of want to see it more. It does. It's like, just give me one, bro. Yeah. Just give me a belt. Just give me a bat shot. Because people were like, when Sting first came into AEW, the, the haters were just like, oh, yeah, Sting's just going to bury everybody. Well, he hasn't even got physical with one person yet. And because they're building towards it, to you want to see it. See, that's the truth that kills me with these fucking bullshit. I, I'm going to call them plastic fans because they don't last very long. You you, you immediately have that one-track WWE mindset. Veteran comes in, he's going to run the motherfucking train. Guess what, bro? Tony Khan, he ain't Vince McMahon, okay? He, he understands professional wrestling. Let me, let me make that part perfectly fucking clear. 
He understands professional wrestling because he, you see, he was a fan of real professional wrestling from the old days. He's a, he was a mid Atlantic guy. He was a, a WCCW guy. He was a, but uh, the fuck's another good one. He was an NWA guy, Georgia South. You know, he, he, he went and he had his love for pro wrestling. And now he's trying to redo that in 2021 now. So, stop fucking thinking everybody's goddamn Vince McMahon or a Vince McMahon wannabe. He probably, he probably also watched Global Wrestling Federation with Stevie Ray and Booker T as the Ebony exp- Experience. Man, there you I go. I thought you were going to say Global Force then. I was, I was just like, oh, shit. <laughs> GWF back in the day, man. I still have the classic superstars of wrestling. I have the disc set with Booker T the early years when he's taking on dudes like Mike Jackson. I think it might have been the same Mike Jackson that took on Johnny Swinger earlier this year in Impact. But, yeah, he's on there. Booker T and Stevie Ray is the Ebony Experience. you got friggin' Bastion Booger on this motherfucker squashing a dude named Mike Giles before the rapper. Oh, classic teams. Mm-hmm. Classic stuff. Probably available on the network. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Khans are also businessmen. They understand that you can get some attention with some big names, and that's basically what Sting's there for. You're just using the name, baby. There's no harm in buying a name and just showing them out. You don't have to fucking... He doesn't, he doesn't have to be Goldberg. He doesn't have to win the fucking world title and main event in Russell Goddamn Mania. Yeah, I think we can all agree nobody's as bad Sting. as Goldberg. <sighs> I love Goldberg, but fuck... Used to, used to, and then he just came in and started winning world titles. When he beat, no. when he beat Kevin Owens, I, I was like, nope, I'm done. What the yeah. fuck was that nope. shit? I mean, I, I mean, but granted, I mean, put the the fact that I'm a gigantic Kevin Owens fan aside, like, it just it was terrible for business. Yeah, I mean, granted, it was that was probably like one of the best Brock Lesnar matches I've ever seen between him and Goldberg. Like the seven minute just destroy each other thing was great. But, like, I, I didn't need it to be, you know, the biggest fucking thing ever. Like, no thanks. Hey, well, didn't hold on, man. The title. Hold on, I yeah, got a good you. I agree. But let me tell you something. As somebody who was there and sat through the first debacle at WrestleMania, I was happy with that rematch. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. They redeemed themselves with a match. But, again, it didn't need to be for the title. And, you know, Vince, uh, we found out through WWE 24, that Vince was pissed off with how the Kevin Owens Jericho match went. Well, yeah. I mean, they were probably pissed off. Well, I'm about to say, how the fuck do you fucking blame these guys? Do you really want... Hey, well, you know, this could have been a world championship match, but fucking old-ass Goldberg came back. I mean, granted, yeah, you could play the world's old-ass Chris Jericho. But again, would you rather... Who was... Would you rather Chris Jericho, who was a dude who was constantly on fucking television for at least a, a year if not six to eight months yeah I think that was you know go challenge thank you it was about a year so you know you you have him challenge for the title or you have just this guy that you randomly brought back who mind you um he almost knocked himself out for a fucking interview <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh there's a microphone in front of my face so that wasn't fucking quite a, it's my fucking goddamn point Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what's interesting about fans on with the Jericho thing is he still gets body shamed on Twitter for the way he looks. Oh, oh yeah. So what? He looks fat one night, so he had a few too many goddamn beers. Who cares? 
I don't know nobody in their 50s that can fucking work the way he does, okay? True. Fucking hell. And I know a lot of people younger than 50 that are in worse shape than Jericho. Thank you. Yeah. I, for Hard, one I mean, of them. People not, <laughs> do people not remember Harley Race was like this fucking beer-bellied dude? Yeah. And he was one of the best world champions ever? Hello, uh, Dusty Rhodes. Dusty yep. Rhodes. Oh, my. Come on now. This dude, he was good old-fashioned fat. He was Kentucky Fried fat. Get some love handles on these things. Stop making me hungry over there with your Kentucky Fried over there, man. Hey, I want make chicken. I want chicken right now, too. Go get them. That doesn't sound hey, Make me want to go get some biscuits. Make me want to go dance. Biscuits make me want to Maybe a man. Everybody um, dance. Everybody sing. Everybody have a chicken wing. Good. Yeah, so. Hey, so if I didn't say this last week when we found out that, um, uh, Brandy's pregnant, you know. Um, there's a the gigantic possibility that 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 Cody's gonna be the son of a son of a son of a plumber. Or oh, no, it's a son of a son of a son of a plumber. There you go. Son of a son of a son of a plumber. You son of a plumber. You know what that reminds me of? What's fairly this? odd parents. Fairly odd parents. Nickelodeon. Doug Dimmadome, owner of the Dimsdale Dimmadome. Just say that five times fast. Goodness gracious. I can't even say. I, it can, once. <laughs> I was just gonna say. I was like, I'm not gonna try to say it one time. Um. Okay, so yeah, um, Dynamite ends with Cody paying tribute, and as we said, he was really struggling to hold it together. His voice broke a couple mm-hmm. of times, um, and then it, it got even tougher as um, Brody Jr. and Amanda came out. Oh, yeah, what an intro, by the way. Oh, yeah. And just ultimate tribute, laying Brody's boots in the ring with his, with his hanky. And then Tony Khan presents him Brody Jr. with the TNT title and names him Love TM- me some TK, but goddamn, was he awkward. <laughs> yeah, he's not very good at public speaking, is he? But, um, <laughs> no. Uh, names Brody Jr. TNT champion for life, and apparently now <sighs> they're going to retire that design and have a whole new I, TNT title I for I fucking love that. For Brody. I absolutely fucking love that. Like, wow, way to hand, like, oh my god. Like when 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 he said that, I was like, dude, I don't give a fuck if that that's the that's the end of that title. Like I don't give a shit. <laughs> like I really didn't. I was like, this this is perfect. This is fucking perfect. And but then they, just to hear that they're just gonna redesign it, hey, that's fine with me. And then the great thing is, we want to make it this shit even more better. Is in like two years, this kid's like thirteen. He just fucking comes in and rolls somebody up. I'm the real TNT champ, bitch, and fucking runs well, away. He signed. And he is signed. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it's it's you know I'm over over with it fantasy booking over overly fantasy booking at that point, but just he is TNT champion for life. So you can just imagine one day he randomly shows up, decides you know oh I could just roll somebody up or maybe that's TK's idea, maybe well, it's like MJF. That'd be great. Oh God, I already in, fucking made it. In like ten years, AEW signs Nicholas. Nicholas, Nicholas becomes what? TNT champion, and then out comes Brody Jr. Guess what, motherfucker. <laughs> oh yeah, I was signed. I, oh yeah, you. What, what was he like? Ten? He's like, I got signed at eleven, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I was champ. And I was TNT champ, not no bitch ass tag champ. <laughs> he took her job. He took her job. Literally watched that episode just... yesterday. Did you oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I've just been binging yeah. South Park on Netflix because it finishes tonight. They're taking it off Netflix. Yeah, fuck it, bastards. By the way, that's why I'm glad Eric, I got Hulu. <laughs> Eric 
Eric Redbeard, man. Rowan. Oh Redbeard. yeah, how, how did we talk about Rowan? How did we? How did we skip over that? Yeah, I have no um, idea, but yeah. I popped so hard when I seen that guy. Jericho made the commentary though. Rowan, oh, yeah, big red, big red, big red, and I'm like, Rowan. oh goddamn. Rowan. <laughs> oh yeah, he's all. He kept calling him Rowan, and then Jr. is all. Yeah, Eric Redbeard. Rowan. Redbeard. Rowan. <laughs> But as has been pointed out by many fans, h- how small did Eric Redbeard Dude. make Wardlow look? Yeah. Holy shit. I mean, I knew the fucking guy was big, but Jesus Christ, he is fucking massive. And then, yeah, dude, I'm like, dude, Wardlow, what in the fuck happened to you, bud? So you, you think about how big Wardlow is next to MJF. Just think about how small MJF's going to look next to so Redbeard. Ward, so Wardlow's what? Probably like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, on a good day? 6'8", holy shit. No, 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 no. I meant like, okay, oh, so, oh fuck. So he's, what, he's probably, what, 3'30", 3'40"? Yes, 338. And Wardlow is 6'3". Yeah. Oh my god, he made him look like a child. <laughs> I was hey. like, dude, look at the image. Because not only is he taller, but he's just, just fucking wide. He's just this massive, massive guy. Yeah, I guess they're right. A few inches make all the difference. Hey, you're telling me, <laughs> bud. Um, well, yes, there we go. That is the end of the show. It's time for us to tap out and bid you adieu. So before we go, remember to like and follow Max Wrestling on Facebook. Subscribe on YouTube and follow us at Max Wrestling UK on Twitter and Instagram. We're also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and CastBox. And Anchor.fm. I also have yeah. to say, though, the views are very, very good on SoundCloud recently. Thank you very much to do, to those people who like audio only. Oh, yeah. And if that wasn't enough, you can find us on Wrestling with Wrestling. Thanks to Andre Corbiel every single week. You can find me at the Captain 512 You can find Travis when he's back at Walker underscore TA92. And Twitch makes Vince's dickage. So make sure you don't be a wanker and check out Anchor with Moses Marquez. That's right. I appreciate it. Um, all kinds of stuff is dropping after New Year's. I legitimately have uh, spent, fuck, uh, I'm going to shoot behind like at least four four days? Four days of, of legitimately writing notes. Oh, no, it was three days of writing notes. And one day of, of everybody get out of the room, I have to record for like three, four hours straight. And that was exactly <laughs> that's exactly what it is. So after New Year's, after New Year's Day, so probably like the second a shit ton of stuff is going to drop. I mean, a shit ton of stuff. There's probably going to be um, at least a pay-per-view, probably one, if not two, uh, Raw and Nitros. Uh, I know that there's a, a bunch of Bolt Rant stuff that has not come out yet because I, I procrastinated in Christmas, and well, you get the point. A bunch of stuff is coming out. So just uh, just await the flood and, yeah. uh, and, and then take full advantage. You know what? This is the massive fight that we've been having over the new house. It's like, where's the desk is going to go? Because you're not kicking me out of the living room every Thursday. I'm like, well, you'll <laughs> never hear on a Thursday. You're always in work. What about when I'm not? Okay, then mm-hmm. I, I guess I'll go upstairs and go mobile with a laptop and go old school. There you go, old school, baby. 
But uh, just for the record, I won the fight. Desk is going in the living room. All right. Well, so just get some damn acoustic padding, you know, help fucking soften the sound. No, it'll, it won't reach the whole room. You'll be all right. I'll, I'll just get a booth in the corner. I've honestly thought about doing that myself. <laughs> like, it, you guys know my little setup. I'm like on a kitchen table, like in the corner of my kitchen. And uh, thank God for this fucking acoustic padding for to help like reverb and stuff. But yeah, I kind of wish I could build a door in front of me. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, well, if we had an extra room, you know, could have had a man cave. There you go. But I digress. We didn't get an Hopes extra room. Hopes and dreams. Yeah, maybe next time. Uh, and there's a reason we call him the podcast machine. Mike, who's been on the mic? Dude, it's the holidays. I ain't got of shit. Of course. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't working in late December. What you talking about? Uh, <laughs> I love when Mike channels his inner me. He just is like, man, what the fuck do you think I've been doing? <laughs> well, Christmas time, I'm not working. Okay. Yeah, what? You can check out SM Show 1 or MCL92 on the Twitter machine. Pop underscore culture underscore pod for my pop culture history podcast. LFC underscore pod for the LFC podcast. Beauty straight dominance, three key elements to make women the work of art that they are. Check out lingeriefc.com. Check out stevenmikeshow.com, soundcloud.com slash mclarkin92. Check me out each and every week on the Max Wrestling Podcast with Dazzy Dangerously. Moses Marquez, Travis and Walker Anderson, yours truly. Check out Daz and I doing the damn thing on the Netflix pod. Wherever you get your podcast needs, audio goodness, video, YouTube, the whole nine, man. We're here, we're there, we're everywhere. 15K on that bitch. 6K, you can kiss my motherfucking ass. And we about to do it right. I love how that went whoop, sober whoop. in the middle and then came back at the end. Right? Yep. It's <laughs> a twang for you. And as he said, fuck the 6K. Join us. Next week. Because it's 2021. You know what that means. Thank you very much for listening. Have a wonderful Happy New Year tonight, wherever you may be. And for the last time in 2020, goodbye. And good night. Happy New Year. Get the fuck out, 2020. I ain't working. I ain't working in the holidays. Ha, ha, ha.